0: Good morning, everybody. It's Jane Johnson with the Barhill Hill Group at Remax Camosun. I'm here on the Victoria Real Estate Show with.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Andrew Plank here with the Vibe Real Estate Group and, uh, and Royal Page. And Jane, you are not here in Victoria. You are where? I'm in Tarana. I'm outing you.
0: Here, I'll show you where I am. I'm just yes. away for a few days. I'm visiting family, and um, this is the view.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. So let's introduce Bev too.
0: Okay, Bev, do you mind being on the internet? No, not at all. <laughs> Hi, Bev. So she's watching us to see how we're doing the show and learning all about technology.
1: So good times.
0: <laughs> Alrighty. So, um how's your week been?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm it's a little slower out there. I've been saying that for a few weeks, but it feels definitely slower. All is mm-hmm or phone calls are happening less um it's getting darker it's getting wetter and um and and yeah the showing activity is just a little bit uh it seems like it's down Um, Hmm. how are you finding it
0: uh so we listed a property on johnson 845 johnson the price the other prices in the building were around 420 and we noticed that the one last sale was actually at 400. So we listed ours at uh, $399, and we're getting, we've are getting we got an accepted offer. But so I think, it's, I think it's all about um, pricing right now. There's it's still- definitely
1: about pricing. Um, the challenge, I think, for a lot of sellers is they're remembering what their assessed values are, which are generally higher than what we're seeing people, places selling for these days. They're remembering what properties we're selling for. It. They're never sold for it up the road just six months ago, um, a year ago. And it's hard for some people to get their head around the fact that they're gonna get less than they could have if they'd sold before. Exactly. And especially if they just recently purchased.
0: Exactly, and, and um, I often think when the assessments come out and they're high, like they were this past year, I wonder mm-hmm. about whether or not they're doing anybody a favor because people, I think they set up false expectations for... Yeah, but it's not
1: about doing a favor. It's just based on what values were at that mm-hmm. time. And the thing people don't understand, <clears throat> thing that a lot of people don't understand about assessed values is <clears throat> that they are based on a fixed point in time and they're looking at, um, even though they come out you know, six months later, they're based on a time six months in the past. And they're sort of like this you know, taking a pin and marking it right there. So. Yeah. Um,
0: so right now they're uh, at least 14 months to 16 months out and off. But what people are doing is they they look up, and they go, well, as if we look at list versus assessed and sold versus assessed, this is what we should be getting. And I'm like, well, let's look at what else is sold.
1: Yeah. Let's look at what is actually selling right this very minute. Uh, And you know, that's the thing folks that, that markets can shift and change, but you know, the over, you want to look at the overall trends and uh, where things are going and and if anything, get ahead of them. uh, If you feel, if it's looking like it's going against you.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. So, So let's go over today's stats. Okay. So it is uh, October 19th, and we're looking at short-term rentals, and are they being abolished? We're going to discuss all the facts and figures that the government's put out. And of course, um, because it was probably done last minute, there's some loopholes I'm seeing in here, some definitions we're not entirely sure of. And anyway, just but to like... find out
1: that Jane is in charge of subtitles and spelling.
0: What? What did I make a mistake of? Spelling
1: did It'll come. Nope. Okay, never mind. We'll talk about it later.
0: <laughs> okay. So go ahead, Andrew.
1: Yeah, so as of uh, October 19th, which it is that is today, Thursday, October 19th, um, in the last seven days we had 239 new listings went live to the MLS in Victoria. 155 properties went pending out of the available properties on market. There were 156 decreases in price. This is more properties are decreasing in price than went pending. It's interesting to see that number. Um, and um, price increases for back on markets, three solds, 129. 61 properties expired, unsold. Nine properties withdrawn because people have changed their plans. It's, it's not, it's not.
0: Yes, but compared to last week, we're way up in sales. Um, so 155 compared to 91. So that's excellent in my mind.
1: Um,
0: and the number of listings has come down. I think overall, though, our our listings are still increasing. So that's good. And uh, yeah, it, I'm thinking maybe all those price decreases are actually starting to simulate sales.
1: Oh, yeah. I've definitely, you know, buyers are definitely looking as long as they can find the right price point.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um, to date this month, this is as of Monday, because that's when the stack comes out. We have 183 net unconditional sales. That's compared to 118 for last week, month to date. And new listings were at 529. That's compared to 998 for um, October of 2022 and up from 336 last week. Mm-hmm. And our total listings are at 2,708. And that's up um, from 2,678 uh, for last week, but way up from last um. October in 2022 at 2,192. So yep. we're up about 25%. So it's rate.
1: possible we could be seeing a inventory of around 3,000 by early January, over 3,000. Yeah,
0: 000. so I was thinking about that. Um, I mean, we're gonna naturally go into a dip here over the next few months, and, and mm. December is typically our lowest. So it'd be interesting to see how low it actually gets. Yep, yep. Okay. So let's just talk about short-term rentals. So um, the government in its wisdom has decided that um, this is what's on its website, that uh, it is affecting, I think there were 16,000 short-term rentals in uh, British Columbia. And I'm assuming that they're gathering that data from different sites like Airbnb and VRBO and all that. And so they've now defined short term rentals. Typically in the past, they've been less than 30 days. Now we're seeing them less than 90
1: days consecutively. They're, they're, they're helping to define short term rentals, which is helpful because they recently came out with legislation that um, didn't, um, <coughs> that, that that allowed for strata buildings to, who had short term, who had rental, blanket rental restrictions, were now allowed to rent and, in fact, almost forced to rent. They, 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 it dismantled that uh, ability to have that rental restriction. But the question came in is what, um, what is a rental versus what is a short term rental? Because you can still disallow short term rentals in your building.
0: In a regular, if you're under 55, over 55, you can allow a, a rule. You can have a bylaw of absolutely no rentals under 55. You had to define what it would be. Yes. No short term rentals, what short what a short term rental was. So typically it was 30 days because it was considered transient accommodation. And now they've moved it up to 90 consecutive days.
1: So any rental less than 90 days is considered short term and it is actually now expressly. Forbidden.
0: Yeah, they're, they're saying they're found generally in residential or resort areas. And mm-hmm. Is there another type of area?
1: Commercial. <laughs> Um commercial areas, but that's where the hotel zoning and stuff allows for it anyway. Yeah. Um but um yeah, and when they're talking residential, maybe they're talking more about single family homes versus condos, but they're not because it's, it's all it's all under the same brush here. Um,
0: so, which which actually brings to 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 head a, a really good point. So right now in Victoria there are Specifically, short-term rental buildings, condo yes. buildings. Yeah, are- but
1: that's so. This is the thing. So, folks, the government is trying to make more available, more housing for people under a regular, more you know, traditional <coughs> form of, of owner of of, um, of access, like with a regular rental agreement. So, they're trying to clean up and get rid of the short-term rentals that are taking up that housing space, and. Now we should say that this legislation has just been uh, announced; it still needs royal assent, so it's not it's not a done deal yet. But it's it's looking like this is this is the lay of the land. This is where things are going. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. So I've put a link in the comments if anybody wants uh, to look at it. So where they're people... sorry, ahead. Jane.
1: Just to go back to what you were just saying, and what this is. I mean, the reason this is big news really for a lot of folks, especially I think in Victoria is, and to go into a bit of history here, but we did have um, downtown Victoria had zoning for transient zoning at one point. And there were a lot of buildings that were specifically built like, like that. You know, the Janion is a great example, which, which has got a lot of micro units. And the, the short-term zoning allowed for people to buy those units and not planning to live in them, but just planning to use them as a mm-hmm. short-term rental income-producing vehicle, and it has worked for people for many years. Uh, Mermaids Wharf, there's a lot of buildings downtown that are just have traditionally been short-term rental and primarily short-term rental, Um, but then the city of Victoria, in order to give more housing stock, um, rezoned and got rid of that zoning, but there's a rule around um, uh, what's it called, Uh, legal non-conforming, where if something's been of a certain use for and was being used legally for that use and then the zoning has changed you can continue to use the space for that zoning so that's what's been happening downtown you're you're, you're looking quizzical but that's what's been happening downtown with all these short-term rentals and people are still buying and selling condos um, in those buildings that are still falling under that legal non-conforming usage and renting them out as an income vehicle a short-term rental And now the province has pulled that even further back and said, no, that's not even going to be allowed. We're going to nerf that legal non-conforming use. And so now all of those condos downtown, as far as I can see, are going to be no longer available and subject to heavy fines if they're used for short-term rental. So there's a lot of people who are going to be financially damaged by this.
0: Well, they are giving municipalities, I believe, the option to opt-in or not opt-in so it depends
1: do you, do you they Victoria is gonna
0: no but no. I mean okay so let's just be specific here short-term rentals typically here are in downtown Victoria and they are within maybe 15 buildings 15 to 20 buildings downtown they're typically historical buildings that have been um stratified uh I think the Janine used to be a hotel, purpose-built hotel. So um, what they're saying is they're giving municipalities the teeth if they want to do something um, with the with population of over 10,000. If they want to do something and impose um, these um, rules, then what's going to happen is if people don't abide by them, They're going to be fined. The fine used to be $2,000, which wasn't very onerous. It's going to increase to a maximum of $50,000. Major. And and municipalities may require to get a business, um, require the owners to get a business license. So they may still allow, I'm saying the municipality, allow these short term rentals, but they have to be in your house, either as a part of your house or as a secondary suite. It's not like you can have a hundred percent short-term rental. You
1: can't own a building and then rent it out as a short-term rental. You have to, if you live in your home, you can either go away on vacation and rent it out short-term while you're there, assuming it meets other requirements and city bylaws or whatever it is. And, um, or you can rent your um, secondary suite and or rent your secondary suite. But again, there's so many levels of government that this needs to fit into folks check, check your local rules as well as what this is all about.
0: The other thing is, is some people purchase these homes based on business plans of having Mm -hmm. short term rental. And um, it's interesting. I did a study um, and I was looking at strata hotels like the Oswego and Parkside. And then Mm -hmm. I did, um, I looked Mm -hmm. at regular rentals. So a year long lease and then i also looked at short term airbnb type rentals and i looked at the roi on all of them it, there actually wasn't that much of a difference depending on what you were purchasing because the costs of running an airbnb are quite expensive like you're paying the the hosting charges you're you also have economies
1: of scale when you're in a in a purpose built
0: about- hotel strata Pardon what about uber uber yes Uh, they're not in rentals. They're more in transportation.
1: That's kind of a, I mean, Airbnb is like the Uber of hotels.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So the the other thing that's interesting is that they're going to have a short-term rental registry. um, And we own a, um, it's commercially zoned condo on Shonigan. So I'm just wondering how that all is going to, pan out now um, they do say that there are certain areas that are going to be exempted. exempt and I think it's probably the same areas that are exempt from other taxes
1: they call it the what is it 14 resort communities and uh, the 14 all the resort communities are exempted um, communities under 10,000 unless you're adjacent to a larger community so for example we're made up of 13 mun- municipalities here in Greater Victoria and if one of those municipalities has under 10,000 let's say Willis Point. Perhaps um, it would probably still be considered part of the Greater Victoria and not um, those points of district, not a. It's yeah,
0: anyway. I'm, I'm seeing um, Shonagon Lakes not on that, so on
1: the list. Yeah, but so there's a lot. There's a lot of questions still to be answered here, and it's it, you know, it's what's interesting is um, there is uh, once again a lot more uh, provincial oversight coming in, as you can see here. There's this. Provincial Compliance and Enforcement Unit coming into place, um, the police state <laughs> is really coming together.
0: We're becoming um, very right right wing here. But anyway, but it's okay. I mean, I think what they want to do is give people a place to stay. I mean, I think this is coming from, in my perspective, um, I've had people who have been moving here for work and they haven't found a place to live so Mm -hmm. they had to leave because they haven't been able to to actually exist here so there's that and there's also I think um you know looking at the psychology of or the um personality of a building so if you're allowing a lot of short-term rentals you're not having a lot of people living in the building caring about the building
1: I think the fundamental um, message, though, that I've been hearing from and that I'm seeing, too, and that I believe this is that the fundamental problem is around housing stock. And it's not around necessarily like this is a drop in the bucket compared to the problem we have with limited housing stock. And um, furthermore, there's there's always knock on effects when you do things like this. We had and I forget the gentleman's name, but we had an interview here on our show with someone who has uh, what's his name? He had a company and he does. The yeah. show- yeah what's the name of his company again? Uh, uh,
0: okay. I can't remember. yeah. But- it's a short-term
1: rental company. He deals with a lot of businesses. He helps manage short-term rentals for folks. We'll, we'll put the name in the chat if we can remember it. If he's watching, he can chime. <laughs> but you know, his business is going to be impacted by this dramatically, but not only his business. Companies who are um, wanting to bring their workers here to Victoria and don't you know they're not going to be doing long-term rentals. Um, We already have a shortage of of workers in Victoria, and so there are companies who will rent out an entire house um, for short term for their employees so that their employees can come here and do business. That's obviously going to be impacted. I wonder about um, the tourism industry as um, it's going to put more, I mean, the hotels are going to be very happy because this is going to move everyone who's been, you know, coming to Victoria Out of these little quaint, fun, short-term Airbnbs, back to hotels. Do they have the capacity for this? Um, I just, I just don't know that I fully agree with this very broad strokes, immediate plan, especially one that really impacts. I think a lot of people who have bought. Um, And this isn't. Hey, this folks. This is sometimes. You know, people say, "Oh, we can't. You know, we need we need housing stock and and landowners and and tenants and landlords are the ones, but they're not. These are people um, who have been trying to make their way in the world and have saved and scrimped to be able to buy and afford. Sometimes people buy before their first home an investment property like this even. It's not, not un- unheard of. And this is there's a story right now about a gentleman who just recently bought um, six months ago is going to be having to sell if he has to sell his condo uh, that he bought purposely for uh, short-term rentals. It's a Friends-themed and there's an article in the paper about it. Um, he's lost $150,000 in value right off the top of it. If this has to go back to a regular rental because the income is very different. And so value of a place is based on, uh, potential on, on your, your potential income. So I'll get off the soapbox, but you know, that, that's, there's a lot of things to consider and I don't know that it was fully, fully thought through.
0: Well, he's going to have to go for minimum three months. Rentals, that's what this is saying. He's going to have to get a business license. This isn't entirely different than what's going on already. Like um, I had a client who owns a, a house in Fairfield. They were asked by Victoria to get a business license for a short-term rental. They were licensed. She's The yeah. homeowner. spent $40,000 getting their suite ready for mm-hmm. short-term rentals. And then the next year, they just canceled it.
1: There's ability to do short-term rentals. Yeah.
0: And they said, uh, you should be running this as a suite, not a, um, not a short-term rental. Not not like, There's no kitchen. This is yes. an Airbnb. Yeah. And there was no room for a kitchen. It was just that a leads, basement.
1: That leads me to, you know, I, I think I can solve everyone's problems here. Here's my proposal. Um, I remember back in the day when I was looking uh, for commercial Uh, rental space for my, my business, uh, the camera shop, and um, seeing so many um, office spaces and such that would have made great housing for people. And there's a lot of empty spaces, especially, um, you know, as economies sort of shift and change, there's a lot of spaces in the commercial zoned areas that are just empty, and are not being used for housing. Um, And why not look at that as an option as well? Because I think that opens up even, and especially even for Airbnb, because some of these may not have a kitchen, but they could definitely be converted yeah, to something yeah. that might still be usable for for that kind of income, or converted to actual housing stock.
0: The other thing um, somebody mentioned was because during COVID, uh, the city of Victoria took over a lot of hotels, yeah. the kind of low low income hotels now. We're going to have an issue there. So we don't have actually have the hotel beds to handle the accommodation. So it'll be interesting to see what happens.
1: It's, it's that knockoff effect. So that article I mentioned with the gentleman who had bought the, the friends um, themed Airbnb has already had to lay off uh, staff in anticipation of um of, of this coming down the pipes. So there is definitely going to be incomes and people's livelihoods affected. And so just like you say, um, there's, you know, people's, people's jobs are impacted by this as well. There's, there's a whole industry around the short-term rentals that it's going to be. Built. Yeah.
0: And also for us, they're very handy f- for realtors and their clients because um, yes. people often need a place to stay in between two houses.
1: All, all the time we have people in our, our different, um, user groups that we're, we're um, participating in, our colleagues are posting, you know, hey, we've just sold our client's house. You need a place to stay for two weeks in the interim before they get into their new place. Does anybody have a short-term space for them? So, yeah. um, and and again, you know, hotel is an option, but not if they're all talk a block full.
0: Yeah. It's going guess- to be seasonal. Maybe our maybe our sales are going to start happening in the winter and not in the mm-hmm. summer. <sighs> <laughs> when we have hotel space okay so let's just go back here to um our i think we have um basically attacked every angle of the subject tell me about your real estate needs and wants Andrew, are you still looking for a house for your client up to two million in victoria okay, yes
1: we're still looking um in between, we've been watching for the hot sheets we've uh some, you know we've seen a couple of small of options but nothing's really been hitting it out of the park yet um so we're still looking there um got a great call recently from um, an old client and uh, they're ready to buy an investment property um so Hopefully home it's not a, a rental <laughs> not a short-term rental home with a suite somewhere in greater victoria so excluding the peninsula but from um, the court out to the west shore um well, if they, get Street, a suite, say, they
0: hmm? if they get a suite in it, they can rent it. If they get a business license.
1: Anyway, that's not what they're looking for. Just regular good old investment property, um, you know, two or more suites, uh, a good size, a good quality, um, good size yard. These are things we're looking for. So we're on the lookout and, um, and that's, that's kind of the, there's a lot of others people in my, in my, my list here, but, um. Most of that stuff is pretty pretty cut and dry
0: okay um so we have a new listing on southgate that just came up uh it is a two bedroom let me just get it up here two bedroom two bath 1155 square feet Mm -hmm. and that just uh was listed at 635. so right in uh fairfield west there beautiful condo it's all renovated ready to go it does have shared laundry And then the other one, um, four, five, six, two, Rithwit, we did have an offer on that and that just, um, collapsed. So, um, there were some issues regarding accessibility. There, there is a sloping driveway there, and it also has stairs to get into the house Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, and just the cost of some of the renovations that the buyer wanted to do just wasn't working out. So, um, if anybody's interested, that is vacant, so you can just page and go. And yeah, that's about it. I do still have somebody looking for a house um, with potential for a secondary accommodation for in-laws. In Machosen is a preferred area, so we, we want something with a bit of privacy and a, a bit of a flat lot. We've seen everything out there. All right, so um, that's about it for now. Do you have anything else you want to add?
1: I think your clients should come to Esquimalt because uh, I've got two listings right now that have um, suites downstairs. One is just a complete walk-in, full height. Both are full height basements. Good separation, but, uh, you know, Chosen's nice and all, but uh, bring, them, bring them to Esquimalt.
0: <laughs> they want a ha- um, acreage. Okay. But thank you. Yeah. Okay, so everybody, just a reminder, we are on every Thursday morning at 9.30. If you're willing to join us, we'd love to have you. Please please post some topics that you'd like for us to cover. Or if you want to be a guest, we welcome other people in the real estate industry and uh, service providers. We'd love to talk to you about what you, you say and do. Andrew, how do people get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, please uh, reach out. I'm at 250-360-6106, emails info at andrewplank.com. Uh, and the website, andrewplank.com.
0: And he's on Instagram, Plank Andrew. On the yeah, on
1: the
0: and if you want to reach me, my name is Jane Johnston. I'm with the Briar Hill Group at REMAX Camosin. My number is two five zero seven four four zero seven seven five. You can reach me at briarhillgroup at gmail.com. And my website's briarhillgroup.com. You can also watch these shows and more at victoriarealestateshow.com. And don't forget to follow my life at RealtyTeacher underscore REMAX underscore Victoria. All right. So we'll see you next Thursday. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, Jane. All right. We'll see you.
0: Tuning out from Toronto. See you later. Have a great week.
1: Bye. Bye, Bev. Bye-bye.